Hi, Green Junkie. I'm your host, Stephanie Moran. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Leah Segedi, all about PFAS, Forever Chemical. She's going to go into way more details about these specific chemicals. So Leah helps women make safer consumer choices for their families. She's a consumer watchdog, author, activist, community organizer, and strategist. Leah founded the award-winning consumer activist website, mumovation.com, and the leading eco-friendly influencer conference called ShiftCon Social Media Conference. She also wrote a book called Green Enough, Eat Better, Live Cleaner, Be Happier, All Without Driving Your Family Crazy. If you love learning new ways you can reduce your impact on the environment, please subscribe to Green Junkie on whatever platform you get your podcasts. That way you will never miss another Green Living episode. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because I know it is going to help so many people. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. So first things first, I'd love for you to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started with all of this. Oh, gosh. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, I guess what you could call me is, like you said before, I'm a consumer watchdog for families. And I'm obsessed with researching things. I'm obsessed with writing, organizing, and, and being an activist, green living principles, you know, clean, healthy, safe food and consumer products. That is totally my jam. But And when I was a little girl, I grew up in um, a suburb of Los Angeles called Glendale and with a large extended family, a lot of close cousins. And I was kind of like a Lisa Simpson meets Nancy Drew, but with red hair and freckles and really high intense ADHD. So if you can imagine that. So my mom threw me in softball to get all my energy out. And so I was playing softball, but also playing the violin, which is totally like crazy. My mom was always worried about me breaking my fingers. So I couldn't finger the violin, you know? And um, so I went to college. I graduated summa cum laude from USC, spoke at graduation, um, got a master's degree also at um, USC. And so I'm trained to communicate really complicated issues effectively to a large audience is essentially what I can do and organize people around really passionate topics and use technology in creative ways. So you can see, you know, what I'm trained to do. I'm doing it today. I spent a few years in politics, worked for different elected officials, um, did political fundraising, hated all of that, then went into corporate PR, hated corporate PR. And then I got married and had um, my first child. But while all that was happening, my father was dying of mesothelioma cancer. So that really changed my life and the trajectory of what I thought my future was going to be. And, you know, after my dad died, it really sinked into me about the importance of family and the importance of health. So instead of going back out to work, I decided to stay home and start up my own online business instead. And fast forward 16 years later, here I am sitting doing Momovation. And Momovation is basically, you know, I'm a consumer watchdog. I consumer, I do a lot, I commission a lot of consumer studies, looking into all kinds of products that you would buy and food that you would bring into your house. Most of what we do consumer products on is PFAS. And that's lately my obsession. So I get obsessed over some things and then I kind of like chew it up until it's done and then walk on to the next thing. Well, I'm not done chewing up the PFAS yet. And let's hope I don't actually ingest it, you know. But, you know, it's just the point as 
I really just want to make life easier for women with families. You know, let me stress out about these things, take it to all my scientific advisors, mull it around and come up with solutions for you. You don't have to worry about it. I want to worry about it for you. And in that time, we've tested over 350 products for indications of PFAS. And I found a lot of it in unexpected places. And, you know, right now I'm partnered with um, Environmental Health News and Carnegie Mellon University and their Institute for Green Science on a lot of our investigations that we do under PFAS. So that's kind of what I've been up to in a really short um, (laughs) snaps kind of way. (laughs) Was that was that was that concise enough for you? I I was trying not to perfect diary of the mouth here, you know. Um, And so I guess my first question is, you know, some people don't even know P. PFAS are, right? So they're just like, okay, how do you spell that? What are they? Why are they bad? Why are you even talking about it? First of all, it's spelled P-F-A-S <laughs> for those wondering how it's like the acronym is, but like, I'd love for you to just kind of talk about them, like what they are, why are they bad? So these are perfluorinated chemicals. Um, and essentially it's not just one chemical. There are over 12 thousand chemicals in this chemical class that is referred to as PFAS. And, you know, it's everything from Teflon pans, so the Teflon to Gore-Tex to what we remember as stain master carpets. It is all of those chemicals that are water resistant, oil resistant, and stain resistant. Now, you know, they're amazing pieces of chemistry that we've been using for decades, and they're really, really useful for what they do. However, the problem is they're, they're persistent, meaning they don't break down. And when I say that, some of them, we don't even know how long it's going to take for them to break down. And they're incredibly toxic. Linda Birnbaum, who is one of my advisors, just gave me a quote that said they impact almost every organ of your body and they're ubiquitous, meaning like they're everywhere. And this is why they're dubbed forever chemicals. Um, And in terms of, you know, health problems, it, it runs the gamut with all kinds of things. But one of the biggest issues with PFAS is the reduction in immunity. And so right now times, you know, we've got COVID, we've got all these things happening. You really need an immune system and PFAS lowers and reduces your immune system so much. In fact, that it has, you actually have a reduced vaccination response. So they've done studies with children and their vaccination response versus the level of perfluorinated chemicals that they have in their body. The higher the level, the less your immune system can handle, the less your vaccine will work. Now, whether people are vaccinated or not, you still need an immune system. So PFAS is just really bad. Other things it does is it, you know, it, it brings out like it makes you fatter. It, you know, it increases your risk of diabetes, um, cardiovascular diseases. It also impacts growth and development for children. So every marker that you have as a child, all of those developmental markers can be missed or adjusted later. Um, it, it increased the risk of allergies and asthma in children. It lowers your chance of getting pregnant for both men and women. So women getting pregnant and men being able to father children increases the chances of miscarriage. It lowers sperm count. It even is, it's even linked to smaller penis size in baby boys that have been um, impacted by PFAS in the womb. It even goes down to that. And then we're talking about cancers like kidney cancer, testicular cancer, all kinds of different cancers and cholesterol levels. So it's kind of like, you know, and that's not even everything that it does. This is just kind of like the small list. So when Linda Birnbaum said it impacts almost every organ of your body, that's what this is about. So it's not just a class of chemicals that we don't have to worry about. 
it's a class of chemicals that stays in your body. Now, some of these chemicals stay in for months, some of them stay in for decades. And so the point is, you don't want to put more in your body. So it's good to just avoid them in general as much as you possibly can. The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, a nefarious cult hellbent on chaos and the new gods attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast across all podcasting platforms. And so when it comes to PFAS, so you're talking about all the things that, you know, it's basically detrimental to our health. Yeah. So where do we find them? You know, so how, how do I know if I'm buying a product that has PFAS on it? Okay. So it's probably easier to figure out things that have a large amount of PFAS in it, but it's really difficult to figure out what has trace amounts, you know? And so it's the difference between something that has like 94 parts, 94 million part, thousand parts per million versus 10 parts per million, something that has a lot, you can probably avoid. And like, for instance, with cookware, Cookware is one of those big um, categories where you can bring it into your home. Just avoid anything that says nonstick, right? So the nonstick cookware is very likely to have a PFAS chemical coated over it. And over time, they break down and crack and get into your food. Another place is clothing. You've seen stain resistant clothing and you've seen like jackets and raincoats, you know, like how the water just kind of drips off of it. There's a lot of issues with our clothing. So avoid anything that's water resistant or stain resistant. Textiles and fabrics. So when we're talking about furniture inside your home, you, again, you want to avoid stain resistant treatment, water resistant treatment type of fabrics, um, carpeting and flooring. Um, stain master carpet is a great example of something you want to avoid, you know, um, but not all carpets have this now. Some carpets, um, do not add it. So you can look into, uh, you know, the marketing and seeing what they're saying about that. Flooring is the same idea. Food packaging. Food packaging is another area where um, fast food wrappers, a lot of different fast food and the wrappers and processed food wrappers, takeout containers, those types of things, parchment paper, you know, there's a lot of different types of food packaging. So in the sense of food, the, what you make and process in your kitchen from whole ingredients, the safer you will be from this, from this contaminant, the less you eat outside of the house, the safer you will be from this contaminant. So that's, that's kind of how that works. There's personal care products. We're finding it in makeup, um, tampons, feminine care pads, tooth floss, toilet paper, all kinds of things. In terms of personal care products, it's very difficult. Um, I'm doing a lot of investigations right now in that area where I'm testing tampons, you know, um, pads, tooth floss, toilet paper, you know, makeup. 
it's in places that you would never think of. Um, so I would highly suggest your audience. If you're looking for green beauty makeup, go to my website. We, we, uh, investigated and looked at over a hundred different products. And so found some really good brands and some brands that need a lot of work. So, um, and you don't always know because the vast majority of these brands are not putting it on the ingredient list. So personal care is difficult. We're going to be coming out with a tampon and a feminine care pad and tooth floss and toilet paper investigation um, closer to the, the end of the summer and the fall. So if your audience watches my site, I will have a lot of information on that as we're testing. The other thing to think about is like things like wax, like car wax and snowboard wax. If it doesn't say it doesn't have PFAS, if it says nothing about it, assume it has it. Look for brands that actually say no PFAS. Drinking water, it can show up in drinking water. How does it get in drinking water? It gets in drinking water because over decades, there's been use of this firefighting foam. That's a grease firefighting foam in military bases and airports. And they've been using it quite a bit. Well, it had PFAS in it. The use and millions and millions of pounds of that sprayed has seeped down into the groundwater. And depending on where you live, and especially if you're close to a military base or an airport, you may have this in your groundwater. Um, and printers, there's something similar with printers. Printers also use a lot of it. So how do you find out about that? check your um, local drinking water agency. They've probably done some testing on some basic ones. And then if you don't know, go get a, you know, you can go to our site and there's been, we've, we covered a bunch of investigations that were done independently on all kinds of different water filters and what was able to take out PFAS and what was not. And because there's 12,000, you know, different chemicals, some of them are good with a couple of them, but not the whole shebang. So those types of things are important. I talked again about processed food and when we're finding it in processed food, it's not there on purpose. It's there as a contaminant. So it's there at low levels. And in terms of food, what it, what it's really happening is it's in the manufacturing. So when you're avoiding, you know, Teflon pans, that doesn't necessarily mean that the manufacturing plant is avoiding Teflon coated equipment. And so there's that, that we have to contend with. There's lubricated or fluorinated lubricants that they apply to the machinery that is, gets into the air and drops down into the food. So there's all kinds of ways that it can get into your food. And it's, it's considered an indirect additive by the FDA. So the FDA understands that these chemicals can be in your food in trace amounts. It's just that I don't believe they should be there. So that's one of the reasons why I do so many food investigations is so that I can show people which, which brands are really looking out for you in, in terms of this chemical and which ones are just kind of like sailing past and hoping we don't look. There's like metal plating, semiconductors, lubrication, coating additives, like a lot of industrial uses of PFAS, um, plumbing and electrical applications. Plumbers are actually one of the trades that is most impacted by PFAS on a daily basis based on what they're using every day um, to fix the pipes and pull them up. And then uh, another place that we're finding them is farmland. And, and this is the really awful part. Um, so remember how I said PFAS is persistent as in it doesn't go away? Well, they're now finding PFAS in the soil of organic farms. Um, there was an organic farm, it's called Songbird Farm in Maine. And they tested their soil and found an incredible amount of PFAS in the soil. And then they test their vegetables and they found it in there. And how did this happen? They didn't put it there. 
Well, the farmer that owned the land 20 years before they purchased it used something called biosolids. And biosolids have a lot of nutrients in them and they're sold by um, water treatment plants. And so when your water is treated and you know it's it's filtered, all that gook that comes out of our water, it's like pharmaceutical drugs and all kinds of nasty stuff and PFAS is included in that. They sell it back to farmers as quote unquote biosolids. And these biosolids would have nutrients that the soil needs, but it also comes with a lot of contaminants, right? So these farmers have been spreading biosolids on land for decades. And we've only just recently realized that it doesn't go anywhere in the soil. And so if there's an organic farm that purchases land that was spread with biosolids 20 years prior, if they didn't check the soil, they may be producing, you know, their organic fruits and vegetables in PFAS contaminated soil. So it stays there for decades. And in some cases, we don't know when it's going to disappear. So that's kind of like, it, 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 there's a lot, you know, it's kind of like everything that is, is touching you, everything around you. Um, which is again, why I do all these investigations. Cause I want to say, well, where <laughs> don't right. tell me everywhere. It's not literally <laughs> everywhere. Where is it? And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I started testing things, you know, we started with parchment paper and I just figured, Oh, it's nonstick. I want to know. And so we tested like five, six different brands of parchment paper and found it in, I believe, three, three different brands out of those six brands. And so we looked into tomato and pasta sauces and I tested 55 products. We ended up finding it in four of those 55 products. Ironically, all four of those products were organic brands. Um, we did nut butters. I tested uh, 33 different nut butters that recently was up on the site. We found it in four brands and that would then 12% of those nut butters. Ketchups was really bad. We ended up testing 12 ketchups and we found it in 65% of store-bought ketchups. And so it was eight out of the 12. I would say go for the organic Heinz all the way or the whole foods organic um, all the way when you go for ketchup, but it's really scary with the rest of them. You know, we looked at, we also looked at yoga pants that went viral. Um, we found it in the crotch of, um, we tested 31 different yoga pants. We found it in eight of those uh, yoga pants in the crotch. So it seemed to me like it was intentionally added since it wasn't anywhere but the crotch. Um, we tested sports bras, 23 different sports bras, and we found it in 65% of sports bras. And it was in that um, material that's right next to your nipple. So you know how like you wear it. And there's like the outer and the inner, it was in the inner sheath. And so that was a red flag for me for nursing mothers. We looked at green beauty makeup. We've tested over a hundred different green beauty makeup products. Why did I test green beauty and not regular makeup? Because my audience doesn't buy regular makeup. They just <laughs> wanted to know about green beauty makeup. So I make sure everything is relevant for us. Um, and we found it in 65% of those green beauty products in trace amounts. And it, 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 it went from a very small amount to what the heck is going on here amounts. Um, and the brands, it seems as if they're not adding it intentionally. They're just not looking out for this as much. But after my investigation hit, they started testing. I'll tell you that, that, that started happening right away. Um, <laughs> Bamboo flooring we've tested. So if your audience is interested in bamboo flooring, we have the one brand that we didn't find any detectable um, uh, PFAS in their, their coating. Um, and period underwear, um, that was a big one as well. We tested 21 different period underwear brands. 
founded in 65% of those brands. And so I believe there's six or seven um, very clean brands that we uh, highlighted on in our different investigations. And again, I'm doing right now, I've got toilet paper tampons, I've got feminine pads behind me, tooth floss and strollers are going to go up today. So I'm, I'm really, really, really busy with these investigations. I've sent between 350 and 400 different products to the, an EPA certified lab over the last two years to, to put these investigations together. And I'm obsessed. I'm never going to stop. Well, thank you for everything that you do. I think I can speak for everybody. Maybe not everybody, but a large <laughs> amount of people that are grateful that you're doing these studies because like, you know, my daughter's 11 and she doesn't have her period, but she will get her period. And I was like, I remember having a conversation with you probably like a year or two ago. And you were like, watch over the period underwear. Like, and yes. so I was so grateful when it came out. So I'm like, now I know what to look for when she's going to probably wear period underwear, you know? And it's just, there's just, it's, you know, for everyone that's listening now, take a deep breath, <laughs> take a deep breath, um, listen to it over again, <laughs> this part of the episode. And it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> it's not all no, doom and we're gloom. We're finding a lot of like, say, we're finding a lot of safe products through this as right. well, you know, but I really feel like, you know, my advisor said to me, oh my gosh, it's everywhere. And I said, it can't be literally everywhere. It's got to be a range. And so that's why I'm so like obsessed over, you know, testing all the different categories of things that, you know, my audience, and I'm sure your audience eats a lot of like nut butters or like cooking oils or like, you know, what have you, because the answer is it's not everywhere, but the answer is it is in certain places. But I feel like if, if consumers know where it is, avoid those brands, let them know why they're avoiding them. I promise you those brands will start to reformulate and fix their issues. And this is a lot of this is a manufacturing issue. Like when we're talking about trace amounts and brands that don't realize that it's in their um, their products, it's because it's in trace amounts. It's because it's manufacturing. They can switch manufacturing plants. They can they can change things behind the the scenes. But they're not going to have a reason to do it unless we start speaking up and telling them this is important to us. So that's why I'm so obsessed with this. I feel like I can clean this up, not like clean up the whole industry. But this is really something that I personally can make a big dent in. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy to do that. So be, besides Momovation, where they can like find all like the research, um, is there anywhere else you want to send them? Like, I know we'll put the Facebook group in the show notes, you know, Momovation, where all the research is, like, where can they find you on social media? Well, I'm on Instagram, um, at Momovation on Instagram. Um, I'm only there like a quarter of a time. I spend three fourths <laughs> of my time on Facebook, which yes, I know I'm still on Facebook. Um, and because we have this really, really active group there. So I would just encourage people to, you know, we've got 200,000 Facebook fans on, um, Facebook, but the, the, the real special sauce is in the Facebook group. And that's a small group that we have. It's like under just under 10,000. And I spent a lot of time there. Um, and that's where I really get my inspiration of women. And, you know, this, tell me what your problem is and how I can solve it. And if we have enough women that are agreeing, I'm like, I'm off to the races. And so that's, that's just what I live for. I live to be useful. I live to be helpful. I just love solving people's problems. And, you know, I'm just obsessed with different things like that. And so if I can combine my, my skill sets, 
all together, you know, writing, speaking, you know, ideas, uh, creative uses of technology, you know, organizing and solve these problems and make an impact, I, you know, I'm going to do it. So that's, that's where I am. So Facebook, Instagram, I'm also on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter very often. You can find me at Momovation. I also have my private account is Bookieboo. Um, so you can find me Bookieboo on Twitter. But don't be mad at me if you tweet at me and I don't get back to you for like six days or something like that. <laughs> although I used to be on Twitter quite a bit. I used to be considered a Twitter liberty back in the day. I mean, and they had that as a title. It was funny. But yeah, it totally was. Um, today, that's not so much the case. I'm, I'm spending more times on. And, but, and I'm not on TikTok yet. I mean, everyone's kicking me because they're like, you have to be on TikTok. Oh, my God. And, and I'm just let me take a breather. <laughs> and um, when I get over there, I'll finally get over there. But I'm over there as like benchmarked, but I'm not like doing anything yet. So Facebook and Instagram will be the places to find me. Well, and you can thank- always find me on my website as well. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me for the last little bit. Like I really, really appreciate it. Packed with so much information that people are going to have to like listen to this like five times. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for being on with me. Oh, it's my pleasure, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. So for more sustainable and non-toxic living inspiration, I have a couple of other episodes you might want to listen to. Number 36, which is the truth behind your hair dye with Lindsay. Number 31, what's really hiding in your home with Lonnie Brown. And number 24, which is a solo episode, what is greenwashing? Stay connected with me on Instagram and TikTok at this is Stephanie Moram. And don't forget to subscribe to the Green Junkie podcast on the platform you're listening on. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday, Green Junkie.